0: there's nothing more important i mean companies are made of people they're not the logo or the branding or the product they're people that's the thing that drives the company this is the brilliance leadership learning podcast sharing thought-provoking content and discussions to enhance your leadership development journey be sure to subscribe to get notified of new episodes here are your hosts from the digital learning team at crottenville ge's global learning institute
1: It's another episode of the Brilliance Leadership Learning Podcast, and today we have Katrina Collier, founder of The Searchologist and social recruiting trainer and speaker. Welcome to the podcast, Katrina.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Chantel.
1: So first, I know that this will be a big question for all of our listeners. So where did you come up with the name of the company, The Searchologist, and maybe just explain a little bit about what that means?
0: Okay. So I was actually honored to be bestowed the searchologist's name. Um, I teach companies how to recruit their staff on social media, so it's all about digging in and finding people, so searching. But also the ologist, in my opinion, is that, you know, how do I get people to respond when I find them? So I feel there's a bit of an art around searching for people. But there is, I, I call him a god, he'd be very embarrassed if he knew that, but there's a god in my space called Jim Stroud and it was his company name until he actually chose to go and work at Randstad SourceRight. So he very kindly let me take on the mantle um, and it does feel quite a blessing because he's extremely talented so it was very reassuring and just, I don't know, I just felt grateful that he did that. So that's where the name came from but the idea is it's all about you know searching for people and and getting them interested in your job opportunities and coming to work for you so hence the name
1: right that yeah that's great so i also want to just put this disclaimer here that when we often think about recruitment and searching for for folks to come into a company, Uh, a lot of times, obviously, that's external. But Mm. we want to focus on uh, in this conversation, how we can apply some of these same principles internally Mm. to an organization. Because that's one thing that when I was looking at your background, and some of the principles behind what you do, I thought, Mm. wow, this could really be valuable internally. So maybe we could just start with this concept of how recruitment and retention have kind of become one
0: yeah, they have. And I think it's because the world has become quite transparent. So we all kind of can see what other jobs are out there. So if we're not getting fulfilled in our current job and we can see what else is going on there and how the company treats its people and what kind of reviews they have on all the review sites, we can move. Mm-hmm. But if we apply that same transparency inside then I can sort of be going along and going, well, actually, I really want to get into podcasting. I'm going to ask Chantelle how she got into that because that's what <laughs> she does here because I can see that, if that makes sense. Right. So it's it's like, and, and please don't think for one minute this is a generational thing because it's not. There is no reason why somebody who's my age, which is mid-40s, wouldn't want to know what's going on in a company because mm-hmm. I just think anybody who's feeling a little bit stale would be interested in finding out what's going on elsewhere. Um, but there's also the rise of platforms like ProFinder, which actually allows you to collaborate because you can ask internally, like, who has these skills to do this project before you go externally. So you can draw people in from all over the company.
1: Mm, that's so interesting. It, yeah,
0: it's, it's really cool. And I think really exciting. I think if we get away from the, the, Sometimes I think there's too much automation and too much robotics and all this kind of stuff that's annoying us. On the exciting side of tech, there is this incredible (laughs) opportunity to just show what we're doing and share more and create a little bit more excitement. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't need to be like it was when I started out in my career, which was just put up and shut up, basically. Because you couldn't see what jobs were out there and you couldn't see what your company was doing. And, you know, the CEO was some God that you never heard from. Um, so it's it's different. But this tech has just opened us up, given us such an exciting platform, I think, if we use it right.
1: When you talked about how people just want transparency, I mean, I, you're totally mm-hmm. right. Even inside of an organization where people are already operating, they want that transparency. They want that authenticity from their leaders. And we see that mm-hmm. a lot within GE and try to skill up our leaders on a lot of that I guess, new way of working, quote unquote, but to your point, I, I don't think that's something that's particularly new. People, I think, always crave that. So I guess along those lines, what is in it for leaders and even employees to um, be more willing to be transparent at any level in an organization?
0: Okay, I'm going to take it back to something that really strange, what I'm about to say, um, but it was just kept going through my mind in the last 48 hours. Because uh, I'm about to speak at ERE Fall on this exact topic and it just kept going through my head over and over. If we are just booking a holiday, which is like one week of our entire year, we will go online and we will search and we'll read all the reviews and say it's really important to us that there is some, it's a swimming pool. There's a swimming pool. Um, sometimes people won't even... Book the hotel unless they see a normal person's picture of the pool. Mm. They don't want the PR one. They want to genuinely know it's a nice, clean, you know, I'm going to go and spend one week there. So why doesn't this apply with the thing that we do the other however many weeks of the year, what, 48, 49 weeks of the year, Mm -hmm. five days a week, nine plus hours a day? What, you know? Why wouldn't we want to see what's going on? Why wouldn't we want to hear from our leaders? Why wouldn't it inspire us to be more excited about what we're doing every day? I mean, if you're happier at work because you're feeling like you're doing something with some purpose, again, no matter what age, then you're going to be more productive. So it's going to help you retain people as well on, on top of it, hire better people. So I just think it's, we just want to know. We're curious. We've always been curious. We were kids. When we were kids, we were curious. You know, there are there are children photos all over my website and everyone's like, why? And I'm going, because kids are curious. But at some point, we're told, no, stop being curious. Mm-hmm. But we oh, we want to know, we want to understand. So if your leaders share that, it will help them retain the talent that they have. And obviously, it will help them attract better talent because people can see inside and see what's going on and, and, and go, wow, I want to be part of that movement almost, rather than Oh, I'm just coming to work every day to earn the money, to pay the rent or the mortgage. Right,
1: right. Well, and then that encourages, again, encourages other people to do that, to be part of that community. And if somebody sees, hey, the leadership in this company does this, then they do it too. And that's important for building a personal brand, building maybe the individual's reputation. So aside from just helping the company look good, you know, in this example of like the hotel, You also want to be – there's different ways. I always say there's different ways that people influence. It might be because they have a particular skill or expertise in an area. It might be because they know a lot of people. So even if they're not an expert, they can connect you to who is. Um, There are a lot of different ways that that manifests. And I'm not sure people always realize that. And so if you have leadership who is – very open and transparent, then there's also Mm. something in it for the employees. They don't have to be in that positional role of power. There's still something in it for them.
0: Yeah, I just think you just get excited about the company you work for, particularly if it feels real. You know, I I think the days of the, the polished PR, you know, the manager says this and it's really like mm-hmm. you know there are no ums in it like I've been saying through this podcast for example <laughs> you know all of that all of that the realness is cut out then then right. people don't buy into that now I think we have a healthy level of skepticism going on but if it's just real just in real time just an easy content it could be a quick video it could be a you know a, a quick tweet it, do, it doesn't have to be over complicated but I also think it's the power of the reach you know, in a company like GE where, you know, you're in that space where there are a shortage of highly skilled people just because we just haven't produced enough of them. If it's allowing you to stand out from the crowd and it's allowing you to become influential in certain pools of people, and that can be again, internal and external. Yes. And I, I mean, for example, I can never get over my reach. I mean, even to be on this podcast, I was stunned. <laughs> and how me just communicating in my little world from London in the UK, it was suddenly like, oh, can you come and talk? And I'm like, where had that happened? Oh my God, you saw me over here, and that led to here, and that led to here. And it's this incredible power of social media that sometimes we're not even aware of, of how far the reach is. And I mean, we didn't have it. And I think, but I think one of the reasons it happens so well for me, and I can't recommend this enough, is just be true to who you are, mm-hmm. just be yourself take you know like you would take yourself to work you're all, you're all of who you are you can do the same on uh, online to a point obviously
1: yeah <laughs> no absolutely like and that's such an important point uh because I kind of feel the same way as you sometimes in asking people to be on the podcast yeah. I'll be like I, you know I want I see this person and I know they're very busy but I'll just ask and see and sometimes when people say yes I'm like oh my gosh, I all I had to do was ask. <laughs> so it's not even necessarily that there's all of these formal things around it. It's literally just connecting with people, building a network. Um, and it's, I think sometimes people underestimate that, that it's possible for them.
0: Yeah, and th- there are so many benefits to the individual for doing that. Because it could be, you know, when you're talking about one of your managers, they could well be delivering a a project that a manager in a completely different area doesn't know about and then gets really excited about it's like, wow, that person's got those skills that really interests me. You know, I've got something coming up, you know, it's in the pipeline. I'm going to get that manager in doing that project. And it's like you will open doors. I have opened the most unbelievable doors just from tweeting and blogging a bit. Mm-hmm. So, I can't even imagine what could happen within a big company like you. And it's just it's exciting. All you could do is share your story. and it just again, it doesn't have to be highly polished, just real just as it is.
1: yeah, yeah. and oftentimes it's more impactful if it's if it's unpolished, which is it's that's a yeah. hard that's a hard thing for people to wrap their minds around like if we're saying <laughs> if we're saying um or if we have a spelling error in our blog or what it might
0: whatever oh, I it mean it's, be. it's a tragedy, honestly. yeah, yeah. the world. <laughs> Because, you know
1: um you know that you put to
0: not T one of those times oh it, you know my gosh, yeah. um, but actually one of the best presentations I've ever seen and oh, I cannot think of his name for the life of me which is really annoying but it was the seven mistakes we've done setting up our employer brand or something like mm-hmm. that and it was literally do not do this okay this was monumental disaster but it was brilliant because everyone just said yeah oh my goodness why did they do that how silly oh all right we won't do that and it was just quick win, and it was, it was just so, like, human. And just because we make mistakes, the idea is to learn from them. Yeah. The yeah. sweetness would be to keep making them. But, you know, if you share that, you know, my biggest career mistake was X, and but I opened this door, and now I'm over here. How exciting is that?
1: Right. I mean, <laughs> it, exactly. It's not that we don't make mistakes or that there aren't things that you shouldn't do, but it's just that if you do them, it's not the end of the world.
0: You know? No. <laughs> it's really not. One of the most exciting things I've done, well, actually, no, I think I've been fired about four times, but I think the best <laughs> one was being fired. I got fired from McDonald's. Who gets fired from McDonald's after a month? Um, but it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. And there have been others as well where you, in the moment you're like, oh no, I know, I know, but I, I wasn't on the path I was meant to be on. And actually, sometimes you just need that to show you up. It allows you to then go on and tell a story about, well, you know, there was this time and you're going to have these times and that's okay. It's just real stuff. People really love that. They love career journeys and they love career stories.
1: Yeah. So I have to ask you then, what's, how did you get fired? you have to tell the story
0: um, now you no know, I'm pretty unemployable um I don't like being <laughs> told what to do I was I um <laughs> so yeah I mean this guy was just horrible and he just kept telling me what to do and I was absolutely exhausted I mean if anyone's ever served in fast food you know mm. it's you, you're constantly going and you know I just needed to stop and have a glass of water and just take a breath and this guy was just being obnoxious and I'm I might have been obnoxious back but I uh. uh, took that about just desserts. The next time I saw him, I was at a ball for the bank. I'd moved on. I was working the bank, and um, he was my waiter. And I spent the whole night clicking my fingers at him. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, but you know, there have been others as well. I mean, I was in an in-house recruitment conference, uh, a contract, right in the er- early days as a searchologist. And um, I absolutely loved it, but I could see the company was going to implode because the bench was too big and we didn't have enough work coming in mm-hmm. and the COO didn't like me telling him that. Mm. Um, so he let me go, apparently because I wouldn't use the Dell computer because I'd been using my MacBook for 18 months and couldn't understand why I had to use something that weighed mm-hmm. twice as much. And in that moment when that happened, it was shocking. It was one of the worst things that ever happened to me, but it was because I needed to teach. Right. Like, this what I'm meant to do and things like this podcast and share my story and speaking next week at ERE full and all this kind of stuff. So sometimes it's just to shake us up and get us on our correct path. Right,
1: right,
0: Um, even though it's a bit like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes. It taught me so much. So so I'm really grateful for the experience because it taught me so much about the tough job in-house recruiters have.
1: Cool. So, um, thank you for sharing that with us. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) So when, so going back to, um, I guess the concept of the employee journey, I think that's kind of where we're going with this in terms of people being authentic, not worrying about if they make mistakes, but how does that feed in then to the employee journey? How do we help employees feel like they belong? And I guess even employees helping each other feel like, again, I guess this community I keep going back to.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think some of the ways companies have done that have been like, yeah, I mean, I there's intranets and all this kind of stuff. But actually, some of the best ways I've seen this done, particularly with social media, because obviously that's my, my baby that I love, um, uh, corporate hashtags. So you've got life at Dell. We've got we are Cisco, uh, uh, CA technologies have one life at CA. Um, God, like it's strange. I mean, sometimes the B2B space, when you least expect it, does it incredibly well. Right. And all they do is that they encourage all of their employees to share their photos or their tweets using, for example, We Are Cisco or Life at Dell. And then what the the um, employee branding team or the marketing team can then do is choose which photos they're going to then share. So they yes, they're sharing them on the corporate Instagram account or Twitter account or Facebook page or wherever it might be, but that thing of seeing their photos shared people kind of get bought into that you know yeah. we, our, our egos feel a little stroke as our notifications go up and that sort of a thing um but it's kind of creating this anybody can just use this one hashtag and just share their day and their day might be something really silly I mean we obviously were talking about our dogs potentially interrupting this call so it could be that you know right. so, so I'm on a podcast and here's my dog trying to interfere <laughs> while I'm doing it and it's it's the real side, but what it shows is the environment that you work in or that you've got flexible hours or that you can work from home or whatever it is, um, which I also think is great. So there's sort of that side. Um, and then I think the other thing to do, so for example, Brew Dog, which is a brewery over here, uh, quite disruptive in the brewery space. Mm. Um, and they started with, uh, actually, I'm, I'm still talking dogs, strangely, with two founders and a dog. Anyway, their employees were going on and on about wanting to have bring dog to work policy. And they introduced um, a new pet policy where you could have an entire week off if you got a new pet, even if it was a rescue. Oh, wow. be, Which was really cool. So they did a groovy little video about it and it very clearly said our employees have been asking for this. But they created a video so that hits you up. You can go and put that in your YouTube, etc., and on your internal network so everyone sees. But obviously, they also blogged about it. Yeah. So that, again, gave another. And because you can keep sharing that blog, you don't have to just do it once. You can keep putting it out on right. all the other. T- so it was like making the most. So here's a perk. We've listened to our people and off we go. And actually, um, another example, um, Life at CB, which is Carbon Black, they had, I saw a photo on there, or just, I literally went to the hashtag, and this guy was standing, and he doesn't, he's not in marketing, he's a tech guy in the company, he doesn't even have his bio filled out on Instagram, but he had a photo of him with his dog at his feet, and yes, I am dog obsessed,
1: um,
0: <laughs> stand-up desk, so you could see that he could have sat down, but his desk went up and down, mm-hmm. um, doing some work. And there was some oh, this incredibly funky carpet um, and something <laughs> else. And just this one rough and ready photo told you so much about that company. Mm-hmm. You, okay, they lad dogs at work, right? They've got me already. I'm there. Um, <laughs> stand up and down, right? They care about their employees because they're providing the tech who's got flat screen, that kind of thing. It's not as swish as some of those offices with the bean bags and all that kind of sure. stuff. But it was. I can see the environment and I can choose to work in that environment or not. It's like maximizing your channels. But you'll probably find that your employees are doing that already. You go into a location search and you'll see photos that are already being shared.
1: Yeah, so this just reminds me of another advantage of doing that and encouraging that because it also promotes diversity, right? You get a whole... A lot of representation from employees in all different kinds of locations, wherever they may be working, however they may be working.
0: And I think the big thing is to keep it real as well. Again, I go back to that polished PR. Um, It was interesting, a company that shall remain nameless. I I got their career site and I'm watching this video I'm like, I think I'm going to be sick. Like, I mean, it just had such an impact on me because it was so fake Mm -hmm. and they had obviously gone and hired a model or something. Right, right. Perhaps he works there, but it it was too perfect. And I'm just going, and also they, they'd intentionally got a female in one of those situations where, you know, it's an incredibly male dominated company because of the industry. Um, but it was like, okay, you are that is not representing you well because it's not real. People want the real. Yeah, one of their other videos, which was um, taken on, you know, one of the, it's the scientist of the year day, or scientist day or whatever you call them, you know, those annual days that we have, <laughs> like, um, and they'd gone around and actually got some real people to just do ten seconds responses and stitch them together. That was really believable. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's people want that gritty. I can get my teeth into it. I believe it is off the cuff right? rather than the polished. Polished has its place, but it's got to be done right.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I guess with respect to having some of these raw messages, um, I know there's a lot of concern as well with organizations and leadership around what happens if somebody says something that's not um, not aligned with our values, or it's just very not something that we would want to be shared. Um, how do you, how, I mean, what is your advice for that? I guess both externally and and internally, I know, uh, we've talked previously about things like, um, Glassdoor and how people are able to write negative things there, even when it may be anonymous. So what are your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, delete fast, apologize profusely. <laughs> um, like in seriousness, so, um, you may have heard that Dove, um, which is, I yeah. think owned by Unile- Unilever, don't quote them that if I got that wrong. Um, I'm pretty sure it is though, were just had that campaign, which yeah. done the other way around wouldn't be offensive, which was basically the lady took off her sweater and she was black and she became white. Mm-hmm. And of course if they'd done it the other way, nobody would have thought anything of it. Now I get what they were getting at, which is basically we cover everybody's skin, colour, range, everything, we don't care. And that's what they're really like. They're all about women in women empowerment. So it's actually a real shame that this has happened. And sadly again, it's the second time it's happened. Um but quick as a flash they just went, we apologized profusely. It was deleted in a heartbeat. We're so sorry. Yeah. We didn't we didn't realise what we were doing. It certainly wasn't meant that way. We're all about women empowerment. And that's it. We're human, we make mistakes. Where I've seen it go incredibly wrong was there was a girl over here in the UK who worked in a recruitment agency who used um, a, a, a photograph from the movie The Secretary. And if you know that movie, it's basically a girl with a very short skirt on and um, tights, you know, with the old the line down the back mm-hmm. of the leg. very sexy. And um she even used the word from the movie, which was "assume the Position, and she's recruiting for a secretary in Mayfair, and Mayfair is an extraordinarily posh area of London, mm-hmm. and on LinkedIn, which kind of had me baffled, because I wouldn't know why anybody would go to LinkedIn for a secretary in Mayfair, but anyway, <laughs> that's another whole conversation. Anyway, I was, you know, like every woman who saw it, and strangely, the men were more offended, I was quite horrified. By this sort of sexist picture, which is, you know, like a backlash to the 70s or 80s. It was just horrible. But she didn't delete it. She left it there Mm. and eventually LinkedIn took down the picture when enough people complained. Too late. By then it made it into the press. I've seen it in the press in Russia. (laughs) So it made such an impact. Silly little girl. All she had to do was delete it. The second Mm. someone went, I'm really offended by that. Gone. Deleted and just send out an apology. Oh my goodness, that was never my intent. I was having a little bit of fun. Didn't think anybody would, you know, take it so seriously. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: You've got to do it straight away. Yeah. You can't leave it there. Um and then it would just blow over. But I also think, you know, a, as a company, um you know, you would send out an idea that, you know, these are our social media policies and you know, I think in general that it it's just don't do anything you wouldn't show to your grandparents. To be fair, I think anybody has to care career-wise of what what direction they're going. But we trust people to use the phone and we trust people to send emails. So we just have to trust that you know they've got the greater good in mind when they're using social media. But mistakes, of course, will happen.
1: I I mean, I think that's a great point. It's there's always going to be that possibility. But if we restrict ourselves based on what we fear might happen, then there's a whole bunch of the positive stuff that we're gonna miss.
0: Yeah. I think in general, it's 2017, nearly 2018. I think most people are aware what will happen.
1: Yeah. But
0: also, I think from a personal point of view, I, and it's pretty tough not to be really politi- political at the moment. Yeah. People are feeling like, what the hell is going on in the world? And it's really easy to think, I will go to social media and I'll vent that. But the trouble is, it can be screenshots. So in general, I don't think people should do it. Even if they think I've shut this down into my personal friend's Facebook network and there's only 50 people right. in it, somebody, if they're bitchy enough, can take a screenshot of that and work it against you. So yeah. I just think in general we should always be aware. How will this impact on my career in two years' time, ten years' time?
1: Yeah.
0: Just in general. But that's just normal. I think we all kind of get that by now, except the odd person who doesn't care, which is also fine.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh. Well, so, I mean, so this is a good segue into – what specific tips would you give for people on using social media, whether it's a leader or somebody in a company who's been encouraged to use social media on behalf of the company, whether internally or externally? I mean, what can we tell people to say if it's not already kind of in their mind how they want to promote themselves or how they feel comfortable using it? Um, I think we've mentioned a few things, but in general, like what is the advice you give?
0: Absolutely be yourself. it, It kind of sounds crazy, but just, be who you are. So I'm Katrina Collier. I'm the social recruiting trainer. I get on a plane an awful lot and I have dogs. You will see dog photos all over the place. <laughs> I will talk about my dog. I'm dog upset. If you haven't already through this podcast, um, you know, they're important to me. So, but it's who I am. But at the same time, you know, there's there's the social recruiting trainer aspect and I will talk about that. But I'm also an Australian who has lived in London for a long time, so it can be pretty quick-witted and a bit sarcastic occasionally. <laughs> and
1: that's so Which okay I too. love. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and apparently I have this sexy accent. I don't think I have an accent. I think
1: you guys all oh, have an accent. Oh, of accents. course. I, I def- <laughs> yes, I, I have the
0: accent for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's it's like I, if I do get sarcastic, then I back it up with stats. So it's, you know, it's going if you're being true to who you are and you know, maybe you are writing something witty because you are witty, that's great. But just you know, make sure it's always helpful. Am I helping somebody by saying that? Is this paying it forward? Is this reflecting well on GE? Is this reflecting well on me? But is it just me? You know, it's okay to to have all your comparisons in to a dog because that's what you resonate with rather than a cat. maybe you don't, I don't know. But I'm I'm being a bit um fickle but it's that just I cannot express that enough. Um, it's quite interesting because there's been a couple of times where I've written blogs for other companies and they've taken what I've written and put it into business speak and I've read it and gone, uh, no, you're not yeah. my name because that's not how I speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. And people
0: won't, under- they'll just read that and go, that's not Katrina, what is that? I'm like,
1: <laughs> So
0: just be yourself, you know, be open to a bit of editing. We're all pretty, you know, our grammar can be bleh. but just you know if you're uncomfortable you know if somebody starts sprouting the word millennial at me for example i will kick off or if they start putting in reach out and business speak i'll also kick off and it's like just that's not how i speak
1: yeah
0: Yeah. so i think that's another part and also just be open to different forms so i talk to recruiters about this a lot they have this tendency to go well i've sent chantelle a linkedin email surely that's enough well maybe maybe she'd prefer an email or a whatsapp message or a Video via Messenger, or you know, who knows, a Twitter DM. It could be, you know, multiple different ways. Find out what works for her. I was actually laughing because I realized someone I've been trying to talk to on email never answers, and I sent a text message, and we're now messaging back and forth like nobody's business. I'm like, okay, well, clearly that's how he likes mm. to be communicated.
1: So, yeah. Yeah.
0: in the same way, when you go to social media, what are you comfortable with? You may be really comfortable just doing a quick Snapchat video. And that's your story. You might be more comfortable with writing and typing out a a really long blog. It's like what what suits you. What do you want to do? Do you want to do podcasts? Like the the way it is now, you can use them all, and and they all work. So
1: that's really important because there are you know there's trends of course that go along with a lot of this. Oh, two minute videos are now the big thing to do, Um, and we'll find people latching onto that. But I always say there's not ever going to be one way. I mean, sure. There might be something that's hot right now, um, but you're always going to have people who still appreciate just the regular email or um, what have you. So it's important that in different ways you, you touch on all of them in terms of when you're thinking about your audience. Um, Of course, if there's something that resonates most for you, I think it's important to uh, leverage that as much as possible, but not to the exclusion Mm. of other things. If that's what your audience is is uh, receptive
0: to yeah and if you're really really lucky you've got someone to help you so you can do a video and then get somebody to transcribe it for those that only want to read and make it to audio (laughs) (laughs) really lucky however for the rest of us in the real world yes (laughs) it might just be whatever whatever's easy for you um and i think that's the important part it's just got to be where you're comfortable um I, you know, I love video, and I'm, you know, sitting here in my mid forties. I should be going. Oh hey, no, I'm too old for that. Let me go back to typing. No one wants to see oh, me, but no. I, people love it. But people love it, and it's like, no, I didn't mean it like that. But I meant in the sense of it's, it's funny how you find your thing, right? Um, and yeah. and become comfortable in that. I love it because my hands are going. Like while I'm talking now, my hands are going. <laughs> 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 if you're watching the video, because you're like, there are hand gestures going on here. Yeah. Um, but you know, you might, you just mightn't be comfortable there. And I think. That's also as a company, if you really want to get your managers bought in or, I mean, everyone bought in for that matter, all employees, you need to ask them what would they prefer rather than going, okay, we're doing a blog and it's going to be written and that's that. And, that you know, people who can't write, because some of us just can't, we'll just go, no, 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 no. And the other thing actually also is, of course, yes, video is important because, you know, things like your ability to actually upload that directly onto LinkedIn now as an update
1: right
0: um in their attempt to get the platform vibrant again
1: but yeah, it it, yeah. it, it
0: can't get a lot, the videos are getting a lot of traction because the algorithms fixed that way so you know they're pushing that as well yeah um, and yeah. some of the best ones I've seen are, are someone walking down the street <laughs> so, <laughs> not what you expect
1: this is really great I think humanizing the experience and making sure that we're doing that if that's what we're going to do if that's what the recruiting world is doing as we look mm. externally for people that we want in our companies, we need to make sure that we're doing that for the people who are already here. It, it doesn't make yeah. sense to forget that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, hiring people and keeping them, you know, it, it, there's, there's nothing more important. I mean, companies are made of people. They're not the logo or the branding or the product. They're people. It's, that's the thing that drives the company. Um, so it is incredibly important. And I think sometimes we forget that. It's <laughs> yeah. daft as that sounds um so yeah i I do think it's important but just to yeah just be ourselves i I think we've always done that before the internet appeared and then we were just like oh we have to put ourselves in two and be formal on linkedin and informal on facebook yeah you know but we just everyone ended up just using facebook because it didn't work like that we're not like that we are just human beings have a story to tell
1: and it understandable to an extent. I mean, it, we're maybe not so used to people because in a face-to-face interaction before social media was such a thing, people were probably less likely to disagree with you in a face-to-face conversation. Whereas mm-hmm. I can I can totally understand the intimidation of feeling like anything that you put out, whether it's a video or a blog or whatever, um, can be so easily criticized and you all know, the bullying yeah. that happens and people just popping off and saying something that they might not otherwise say and um it makes people feel bad and feel self-conscious and and i get that but i i feel like we need more encouragement despite that it shouldn't stop us
0: you know i'm absorbed in this world and you know i put something on my personal facebook about uber because you may have heard this sort of uber's Mm, disappeared here in london And you know we had a bombing and nobody even spoke about it uber got banned and we all went mental Anyway, I, I, put something up and somebody jumped on and another person jumped on. It was really scathing. And I went, you know what? I don't want to wade into this. Delete. Yeah. Comments gone. Yeah. My, my thoughts on it had gone. Their thoughts on it were gone. It was gone. Um, it was in my personal friend network. And I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm not wading into this. I'm not giving this any energy. They just want to have a go at me. I'm not in the mood. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And also they were just having a go at my opinion. So, and, um, there's a brilliant book called The Life-Affirming Magic of Not Giving an F.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> star
0: and the rest, um, which talks about that. It is just somebody else's opinion. And, yes, of course, there are trolls. You know, I'm, I'm not denying that for a minute. Um, but, you know, you are in control. You can just delete the post. Unfortunately, bullying occurs and it is easier to have it happen, you know, online than offline. Um, but yeah. But there's the- that as well you know I saw um Glenn Elliott who is the founder of reward gateway here in London and um, which is also in Boston and other places in the US It's awesome employee engagement platform um he had put something out about um EE having such incredible service and you know thank you he was really happy and they answered him within two minutes because like I saw the tweet literally go live and then the reply happened which is really unusual. Mm-hmm. But within two minutes, they replied and said, thank you so much. How are you enjoying? And they went on about the product that he'd purchased. And it was like, wow.
1: Yeah, and it's I'm amazing.
0: Like, wow, maybe I'll switch to EE from Vodafone after all these. <laughs> I've been with Vodafone forever. yeah, you Because know, it was just such extraordinary customer service. So there's that ability to shine as well, I, and I think there's much more of the shining going on than the opposite.
1: Right. I was going to say, kind of back to something we said earlier. It's there's mm-hmm. all of these good things about it too. I think it's just a matter of helping people who are not used to it and who are kind of new to the space to understand that they have a support system. I always tell people yeah. in our community um, because we do try to encourage people to share a little bit more and and all of that. And I always say, look, if you're afraid of Having an opinion and somebody disagreeing with it, you know, as long as you're respectful and you know you're true to yourself yeah. and it's nothing crazy, we're going to stand by you and um, yeah. support you. And if and read that
0: book, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it'll clear out your entire life if you exactly, read that book. Yeah. But, yeah, but you're right. You're absolutely right. If you if what you're saying, it is just your opinion. So if you get shot down, you get shot down. Um, but you know what it happens in person as well. I mean, I was horrified to receive feedback from one of my speaking engagements where I had just got up you know, in front of a room of 200 recruiters and shared my opinion of what I thought you could do on social media Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it did not resonate with this person at all. Now he could have just said, Katrina, I didn't get that at all completely but instead his feedback on the speaker form, which is the last one I've ever read, (laughs) I refuse to read them now, (laughs) is ridiculous from the moment you opened your mouth until the moment you finished it was ridiculous. Now, he was somebody in the audience who anonymously sent that in and has devast- I, honestly, I cried for hours. It devastated me. But it was, do you know what? That is just his opinion. He just didn't like my opinion. Let's just move on and never read one again. Um, And other people <laughs> have given me great feedback over the years, thank goodness. But it was like, wow. So, you know, yes, it will happen. If you're brave enough to put your opinion out there, it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, it is just. Their opinion—it's
1: uh, kind of back to the concept of we're in control of of what we do with feedback, and it's not. I feel like some people use it as an excuse to be like, "Okay, I'm going to ask for feedback," but that doesn't necessarily mean I have to do anything with it. Which it's—that's not the point, obviously. But if yeah. it happens where you can reasonably sense, "Okay, this person just has some kind of issue," and yeah. the feedback that they're giving is not really constructive in any way, shape, or form—it's just a gripe. Yeah. Then that's, ha- yeah.
0: I had to sit there and go, that man, for some reason, I think it's a man, which is really horrible. It could well be a female. But I figured that person would not get up on a stage. And that's how I deal with it. And it's exactly the same on social media, because sometimes it is they're not brave enough to come out. You know, I'm really clear. Here it is. It's Katrina M. Collier on Twitter. You can't miss me. Mm. Here's my picture. You know, I don't hide behind the searchologist logo. I tweet as myself. And I share my opinion as myself which to be fair, is a lot of dog photos. Um, you know, and occasionally occasionally I will have a gripe. There is no denying that occasionally I will go, Oh my goodness me, Southeastern. Why can't your trains run on time? But you know, most of the time it's positive because that's how I am anyway. But it's that, you know, be who you are and you'll find usually the person that's having a go at you is hiding. And then you can just think, wow, they're brave, aren't they? And you can just move on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, uh, definitely new skills we need to learn and I think the best way to do it is certainly by looking at those people who do it well and inspire us through the way that they um yeah. you know make it so positive so
0: yeah I'll read that book
1: <laughs> <laughs> that too <laughs> that too <laughs> I, I, I was reading that book on the train I kept laughing
0: out loud and I was getting some brilliant looks and because when you're reading that book and laughing out yeah. loud it's kind of like whatever if you want to stare at me for <laughs> laughing go for it you know? <laughs> but it was just it is it is it is um it just makes you look at everything differently. And I think it, actually in the world of social media, it's quite valuable to kind of just remind you that it, it is it, we are in control all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation, Katrina. I thank you so much for taking the time with us. Um, is there anything else that you want to add before we close?
0: Oh, I don't know. Come say hello. You can find me all over the place.
1: Where are you going to be in the near future if people want to find you? Are you doing
0: any events? Or oh, something? I've got, um, so ERE fall is October 16 to 18, I think. So I'll be in Minneapolis. Um, then I'm, um, Evolve Summer in Czech Republic. I've got uh, a couple of, um, recruitment conferences here in London in the UK. Um,
1: uh, is there, you, in
0: January. Do you as have well.
1: any, um, I guess, is it on your website where people could find where you're speaking? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, the other place they might want to join is um, I do the social recruiting show every Friday with Audra Knight from Tenable,
1: Okay.
0: uh, which is a video version of this podcast. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so Audra and I will have a guest every Friday. Uh, Usually, it's at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And um, that's a bit of a hoot. So you can find that as well. Just If you honestly, if you find me on Twitter, you'll find everything.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. So I was just going to say that. So for all of our listeners, if you want to find Katrina, you can find her on Twitter at Katrina M. Collier. Yeah. Uh, I will put this, I, I put all the links and the spellings and everything in the episode details slash show notes um, if anybody's oh. interested. So Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and uh, her website is where which is where you can find all of that speaking information. So awesome Bad. well thank you very much again thank and you.
0: what we... fun that went really fast gosh we covered everything
1: <laughs> yeah yeah awesome and uh, you know who knows maybe we'll connect in the future and have you on another episode
0: that would be awesome thank you so much
1: if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe on itunes follow us on soundcloud and of course like comment rate and share thanks for listening